Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Welcome to episode number six of Digital Fix. I am your host, Matt Barber, coming to you live from the glorious studios of Local 209 here in Crown Point, Indiana. Uh, today's episode was something pretty special. I was pretty excited about this. So this was a shout out from former guest Johnny Rocker asked me to interview these two guys called John and Richie out of Driver's Gallery in Valpo. And I checked out the profile, I could, and I, I was blown away. I couldn't wait to interview these guys to hear about their stories, hear about what this shop is and how it works, and everything, how they're building their influence, and how they're, how they're taking this to the next level. The concept of cars meets art meets community. So, great episode. I really hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, next week, I have a special guest planned for you. But right now, enjoy this incredible episode with John and Richie of Driver's Gallery. We'll start the podcast off with an official question. Give me your history. Well, I met John three years ago. Online um, dating? I wish. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we met through my girlfriend, Katie, and it was at kind of like a family gathering. And now it's just like we were both awkwardly sitting there, and then somehow cars came up, and we were like, oh, shit, you like cars? I like cars, too, and just kind of became friends since then. Um, but... John, he has a a shop that's kind of his personal workspace with some friends and also a hair salon with his wife that's like built into it. And the space next door became available and kind of just approached me and he was like, hey, you want to start a shop? And it's like, yeah, it was nothing was really like forced or anything. It's just like instantly like. I was like in right away and I've been approached by friends before about starting a shop and stuff like that I never felt comfortable or never felt right but as soon as like John I, I just knew that this was gonna like take off and you know he's when he says he's gonna do something he's gonna do it so I was in right away there's something to be said about like having like noticing that certain level of passion because we're all at this point we're all entrepreneurs um, and so you kind of realize like the passion there's some people who look at it for business opportunity and some some people that look at it as like whether this fails or we become the best best like car place on the entire planet we're gonna have a whole lot of fun on the ride and so those tend to be like every time we hear about entrepreneurial stories those are always the ones that like kind of take off a lot yeah um well we we both actually had a couple people and uh john had had like a whole pamphlet like an idea um, and he's... It was a business plan. Yeah. It was, it was, it was Air a business quotes. plan. Um, I could show it to you sometime. And, you know, everyone besides us two bailed on it. No one wanted... Yeah, there was were, about seven of us. So this was going to be like a group effort. It was going to be a team. He assembled wow. a team. Um, and, you know, everyone... Which I understand, you know, it's a huge risk. It's a lot to lose. Um, it's a gamble, and no one else were really in a position to gamble all of that. Um, so it ended up just being me and John left, and we were both like, well, let's do it. Yeah, let's just rock <laughs> it out and um, stick with the plan that John came up with. And we were like, worst case scenario, this just ends up being a cool s space that we could still work on our own cars, too. Like, there's really not much to lose from it for both of us. Side note, it looks exactly like the business plan. <laughs> so you kind of nailed it step by step. We did, yeah. 
So, t- John, tell me what exactly for the people that that this is their first experience with Drivers Gallery. Like, what what is it? What's what's kind of your elevator pitch for the business? Um, it's a it's a lifestyle hub. Basically, Richie came up with that name, and we've just kind of like gone with it. Um, it's it's all of our hobbies combined, and uh, yeah, we just want to grow it. We just love every like we just keep going with. Uh, cars art um <clears throat> motorcycles too carpentry like interior styling any kind of styling really is what we're about yeah because when i look when i look at the instagram the first time i was like everything that like as like the the millennial male within me was like has ever wanted in life like i saw as i was scrolling through the feed i was like look at that dope car and then there's a puppy over there this is <laughs> sick like the walls are all like wood paneling like it looks like joanna Gaines designed the interior from hgtv like <laughs> This is awesome. Like, I don't know what you guys do, but I want to be a part of it. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. John John designs houses for a living. He, mm-hmm. you know, Crusader Homes. I mean, you, I'll let you talk more about that. Cause I, but, um, you have a construction background. I just, I like <laughs> all that stuff. So but you, we can, like, marry the two together and, you know, yeah, it but works you, out. Yeah, but you, like, pick color combinations and schemes and how the houses are going to look uh type of Some flooring of when i'm allowed like yes <laughs> yeah so he he knew exactly like what the shop was going to look and like what kind of feeling we we're going to go towards which is always kind of like a west coast type of look and um yeah it's a west coast idea we like sure. to say that too yeah. <laughs> hashtag right <laughs> hashtag west coast on everything so how long from the time were you guys or from when you when John approached Richie and said like I have this business plan like I've got this cool idea I'm gonna build this lifestyle hub in Valpo like people are gonna come from Santa Cruz California drive their dope cars halfway across the country um, <laughs> and hope. come to Valpo ideally um, how long from that until you guys are, are flicking on the lights and saying like we're officially in business so I think it all happened when, um, so Dagger Mountain Roastery yeah. is two doors down from us. We Great love anger. them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was in there one time and uh, um, Ashton, one of the owners was like, hey, the the space is like available next door. Like, and like wheels just started turning. I was like, I gotta get that space. Like, how can I get that space? So like, I just came up with a plan and uh, basically um, just started working, you know, uh, shit. Uh, I wanted to say shit. Yeah, you can swear on the podcast. Right, cool. No one cares. Um, no one listens <clears throat> to this anyway, so. <laughs> so basically we got the space and uh, we just started building it out. Um, I think we acquired the space end of January uh, we were talking about the whole idea, probably October, November, December, like planning, planning. Finally, was granted access to to the shop, and uh, we built out. We thought it was going to take way less time, but uh, we built out and we set our grand opening for May 26, and there was like seriously so many people that showed up. It was we were so grateful, and it was. It was a great time. Yeah, well, well by then we um, we made the Instagram probably around January just to secure the name, and it wasn't taken. Same with the website. Oh yeah, I forgot about. But this we whole started story. <laughs> um, from the moment 
probably the first wall was taken down at the shop we started taking photos of everything we wanted to record the whole building process of the shop and kind of build hype and momentum towards it to show like look what we turned this space into um so we started building a good following that people were keeping updates with and they wanted to check the shop out by the time it was done so when we had our grand opening uh we had our event up we had a lot of people that were coming from all around the area that were just waiting to come um, to check it out. Because this is a unique concept. I mean, it's something that we haven't really seen around here at all because you guys aren't... Uh, West Coast idea. It's a totally West Coast idea. We'll highlight that again. Um, you're not a car X or, or a mechanic shop. You're not like Michelin Tire and you're not quite like a Lions Club or an Elks Club. You're kind of like somewhere in between, right? So it seems to be like a mixture of where like cool cars community come together and you kind of do a little bit of everything. So exactly. like what's kind of what's kind of the main like are you just trying to build a community and have a whole lot of fun in the process? Are you trying to uh, pay your bills doing cars like <laughs> both? Yeah. Pretty much. I I'd mean, say both. Yeah. Yeah, if we if we keep the rent paid and um, the lights on, I mean that's a success in our eyes. You know, like just growing the name and, you know, making something great, you know something sure. for people to look up to i mean that's <laughs> but it's also kind of become like a a spot where just any type of automotive enthusiast or even not even an automotive enthusiast can come and hang out comfortably and you know um it's just a positive environment for people and our customers and stuff like that that's what we wanted our main focus was just for it to be chill um like the loft upstairs i mean it's not done right now but um, the whole purpose of it with like couches and we're going to put a TV uh, and Xbox or PlayStation, PlayStation, whatever we end up. It's just to like come and hang out too. Um, and with our cars and coffee events, it's like we're building that community that centers around the shop and even Dagger Mountain too. It's like the whole area there has become a nice community together. We love Dagger Mountain. <laughs> shout out to, uh, we'll just shout out Dagger Mountain again. Just to make sure, I had uh, I've had two coffee people on recently, and uh, I'm we're kind of the the running joke with local two and nine is that we help so many breweries that we we our fridges are usually pretty well stocked with beer. Um, we're pretty pretty blessed by that. I'm a beer drinker, but I'm I'm also like I'm a coffee guy at my core, and so every time that like we work with a coffee company, I always take home the coffee. Like I don't even leave it for anybody at this point. I just and my right now like my kitchen counters are just like lined with local craft coffee and uh, to my wife's dismay she's not a coffee drinker but every day our house smells like whatever you can imagine so um i'm, I'm super excited dagger mountain is is they make a great cup of coffee um anyway let's uh important good good talk good talk um Let's talk, so the Instagram. Instagram is how I found you. You guys actually were brought to my attention by a former podcast guest, Johnny Rocker. Um, who Thanks, was on. Johnny. Thanks, Appreciate Johnny. Um, and as soon as Johnny left, uh, I think it was like two days after that, he said, you need to reach out to these guys. You need to talk to these guys. These guys were awesome. They're up to something cool in Valvo. It's never been done before, kind of like his Helsing furniture. Like, it's never, like, I could hear that cha-ching in the background promo. Um it's, it's never been done before. It's super cool. So your influence on IG is growing really rapidly and you guys are influencers in your own right. So what's kind of, I guess, what's your plan with the Instagram and what other, where else can people find you? Is that, are you also on Twitter and Facebook? Are you running a Snapchat for the business? We're pretty much strictly with just Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, 
never really tried Twitter. I'm not really interested in it. Um, I don't know how to tweet. <laughs> but I think showing, like, photos is such a strong um, attraction towards, like, for people. It, you know, you can it's read art. things. Yeah, you can read yeah. things all day, but when you see a picture of, like, what something looks like, it's, it's a lot more attractive towards a viewer. And I think that Instagram itself is a really strong social media outlet for a lot of businesses, especially for, you know, a shop like ours that's heavily focused on artwork and um, just the, the way the shop looks itself. Um, it It's a good, pretty much the only thing we want to really stick with right now. We've... I don't know, Snapchat. Yeah, we don't want to waste energy on other things. Like, we'd rather just do what we're good at. Sure. And, you know, focus on that. And it's working, too. Like, it's working really well for us. Um, now, are both of you, like, kind of co-managing the Instagram? Like, is one of you more set? Richie, I know you're a car photographer, kind of, like, pays the bills and everything. So are you mostly doing photography? Is John mostly doing photography? Like, split caption writing? Um, I do pretty much all the photography work for the shop so any like all the posts and stuff like that john he does a lot of like the instagram story which is like another really awesome feature he does a lot of the story um work on the page itself so if we're doing events and stuff i'm out doing photos and he's on his phone like actually you know shouting the page out on our story and stuff like that so it's kind of like both of us take part in it sure are you using any uh, outside tools? Can schedule stuff out in advance, or is it just as you see a cool moment, you try and capture it? Yeah, I mean, our, our events are huge. Like, we love the events. We love getting together with other enthusiasts, and uh, we try to capture those moments. You know, if a cool car comes in the shop, we'll capture that moment. It's all about the moments and, like, the art behind it, basically. How did the uh, first, who who came up with the cars and coffee concept? I know it's not a, a new concept. There's some really awesome meet, meetups that I've seen out there. But what you two kind of approached and said, like, this is going to be a good idea. Then how did you go about promoting that? It started before the shop, actually. So it started last year, and it was actually John who started, you know, a cars and coffee idea with just local friends. And we started all meeting up there. Um, so we stuck through with it with the shop because it gained momentum even before then and cars and coffee it's a it's an idea that's existed long before you you know it's a it's like a boutique type of event where supercars and stuff like that show up and um it's grown more towards any type of like automotive enthusiast that even has like the most basic car can attend and that's what our cars and coffee events really are it's just for everyone to come whether you have a motorcycle truck car or anything like that um, it's something that John started last year yeah a lot of people think that you know because of the cars we specifically drive that that's the only things we're into or that's the only style of car or motorcycle that could show up but really we want to see it all like we don't discriminate we have love for whatever you're driving and you're enthusiastic about like bring it by you know hang out with us whatever like everybody wants to see what you're working on so even if you're like me who my wife took away all my sports cars because i was one point away from walking to work um you can't come i yeah i can't roll i can't roll the my like dad Joking. style mazda 3 hatchback 
He's got the hatchback out. No, there. you can come. You just gotta park <laughs> down the street. <laughs> like if you roll up in like an Aventador, they'll make sure you have a perfect spot right in the center. But if you're in the Mazda three, like you may as well park in the Graz piano parking <laughs> lot and walk down. <laughs> well, most of most of the people that come in attend, they they know that they don't want to take away prime parking from you know some of the show cars and stuff. Like there's a lot of respect that goes on both ways at our events and it's something that we never really even enforce it's um you know if someone's coming in to spectate they're not gonna you know take us there a spot from someone else with their own you know parking a van or something like that they'll park down the street and allow other um, automotive enthusiasts take those spots um but yeah it's it's kind of <laughs> a free game um first come first serve. yeah first come first serve so we try not to like save spots for anyone it's we've sometimes a parking lot kind of starts filling up before me even me and john show up how often are you hosting these i know you just we hosted one for, not too long ago we aim for about every three weeks but with everything we have going on it doesn't usually pan out so i would say like it usually hits about once a month and uh, you can usually find the posts, you know, on Instagram and Facebook yeah. on when they are. And actually, the next Cars and Coffee is this Sunday. This coming Sunday? This coming so Sunday. So this podcast will be out before this coming Sunday. This will release on Wednesday, uh, which is now today if you're listening to this. Um, so you have no excuse. And now I realize I have no excuse either. So I will <laughs> see you Sunday in my glorious Mazda 3 hatchback in uh, 2012. Mazda hey, we could fix that up. I, you know what? If you can get that past my wife, then by all means, I will happily spend the money to lower that and put on some nice rims. Uh, I used to have a great, great Mitsubishi Eclipse uh, that I realized it's totally a chick car, but I was the coolest guy in this car. Like, it was lowered, nice rims, had a catback exhaust. Like, it was, it was awesome. It was Fast dope, and the Furious style. It was, oh yeah, there was a lot of Vin Diesel in my life in that, that point <laughs> of my time. And, uh, uh, I wor- happened to be working in Hammond at the time, and so I had to take living in Portage, like it's eighty ninety four. And as soon as I got on the highway, like it was just you could hear me coming from like miles away because the cat back on there, and um, yeah, I everyone could hear me coming, including the state troopers. And uh, I, like I said, I got one, I think I was one point away from walking to work. Yeah, <laughs> so that's when all of a sudden the dad car came in. Dad car, my wife's like, you, you just just get rid of it. So. <laughs> So what else have you got going on with the shop? So we got cars and coffee. Oh, what's what's some other things you're excited about, aside from every day flicking on the lights? Because you're open. We'll come back to that question. Uh, you're open specific hours, right? Yeah. So what are those hours? So Tuesday through Friday, it's four to seven p.m. in okay. the afternoon, and those hours just kind of reflect because of our work schedules. We, sure. You know, our first jobs. Weekends we're open from nine to four o'clock. Um, that's our long longer hours um we do we schedule like more um intensive work on weekends but um mondays we're closed that's just like we need a day off and if we do have something that carries over from the weekend we want to save mondays for more like intensive jobs and stuff like that so what do you have coming up then? What else are you excited about? Do you have any other events coming up or anything you want to uh, want to shout out? Should we spill the well, secret on something? Spill the secret. It's still in the works, but... Well, You're getting an exclusive here on well, Digital Fix. We will get them to spill the secret. Well, I mean, we one of the things that we just had, an event we just had, was um, our second artist, uh, uh, 
Drew and Ashley, and uh, you can link up through our Instagram. We just did an art show with them, like nice. a gallery night. That's cool. Um, and uh, they do like um, paper cutouts of like um, sceneries. It's like three dimensional, and uh, Drew does the colored pencil, uh, realistic but cartoonish. Uh, he'll draw your car. So like Richie and I have like four versions of each of our cars drawn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, and then uh, I'll let Richie take. Well, over. those type of events like the art receptions is the other side of what drivers gallery is it's it's showcasing local artists around our area um so we host like the traditional style of uh friday night art receptions where we serve you know wine and alcohol of age to people and it's late at you know not super late at night but um (laughs) it's an evening thing that carries out to the night where we just invite people into the shop and they could view the art, talk, talk to the artists and stuff and just hang out. And it's part of like that lifestyle hub thing that we always come back to. So um, you're covering the walls in their art yeah. and then essentially if someone wants to buy a piece, they can buy it right off the wall. Yep. First dibs. Yeah. Or they could have their vehicle drawn. Or they have their vehicle drawn. That's yeah. awesome. By those artists. But yeah. um, we showcase or spotlight an artist probably every couple months. So we run the shows for a pretty long time um and then kind of just let the next artist come we you know we, both of the first artists that we found they were kind of just brought to our attention um and our first artist you know he's a tattoo artist and he's also a graduate from the art institute in chicago he's shown at um, bigger galleries around the area in 219 and also in Chicago itself so it was like an honor to have him as our first artist and he had like some really amazing pieces and stuff yeah um, our next artist now is Drew and Ashley which you could come and view during our open hours they do a lot of automotive style type of artwork that really relates to the shop itself too and both of these styles have fit naturally in the shop I think one of uh, some that always inspires me, maybe you guys are, are like this too, although you're artists in your own right, because I've seen your cars, and if you check out the Instagram, you'll see both of your cars, and you realize you guys are essentially artists. Like, I, I think that's a very specific type of art. Um, I kind of realized, we'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> I realized, so Local 209 hosts, like, artist takeovers every Sunday. We give the keys to our Instagram. We don't post it all. We just give it over to a local artist and say, like, post your stuff, take our followers, shout out, whatever we can possibly do. And the more weeks that go by, we've been doing this since I think March, um, the more weeks that go by, the more I realize like I don't have a single talent in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and these these guys and gals or whatever that are taking over our Instagram are so ridiculously talented. And it's the most humbling experience where I'm like, man, I'm feeling good. And I'm like, I can't do what they did. Uh, yesterday, uh, so this is, we're recording this on Monday, we're gonna release on, release on Wednesday. Yesterday was a guy named Corey Hampshire and he's a professional comic book artist, lives in Valpo. And so he took over our Instagram and I was just like, my God, like, I wish I could do that. Like, I wish I could draw more than stick figures. Like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a humbling experience. But you guys, like I said, you guys have your own cars that are in a sense art. Like, how did, when, when did that passion come to be? Was it was something where like you guys were working in the garage with your dad? I promise we're gonna get back to digital stuff in a second, but this has fascinated me. Like, where did your love for cars come from? We'll start with John. Oh, that's really cars and car art. I don't. I actually don't know what happened to me. I'm just a freak because um, I come from like 
Okay, I guess it, I guess it makes sense. I'm sorting it out in my brain right now. Um, so my dad was a graphic designer, so I've been around art, you know, um, growing up, and uh, I don't know. And then he he had a passion for cars, but never really wrenched on them. Um, didn't ever really have anything cool when I was of age to realize. So um, it must have just been in my DNA. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's where it comes from. I just got my first car and uh, needed to do something to it. I didn't want to be like everybody else. You know, I wanted to do my own thing. So I guess that's, that's kind of my story. Um, I've kind of always had like a 50-50 thing, like a yin and yang. And I grew up with my dad as, uh, he was a mechanic. So I grew up around cars my whole life and I, um, he would have me help um, on his projects and stuff like that in the garage since I was a little kid. And um, my love for cars just kind of came from him. And, you know, all of that, I have a tribute towards him for that. Um, art, I actually, have, I'm actually a painter. So um, I've always loved drawing since I was a little kid. And I've stuck with that throughout my whole life. So I went to IUN for an art degree. I have a fine arts degree. Um, so I actually show in galleries and stuff like that. I have my own artwork and stuff. Um, so that's like my 50-50 thing. And, you know, with the shop, that's kind of where my interests collide in there for once. That, you know, it's, I've always been around both art and cars. Gotcha. So this is always, this was bled in. Like this just wasn't like I saw like a, a need for this in the market. This was like, this was going to take, whether there were a hundred of these or whether you guys were the first, like this was going to happen. Yeah. It's Pretty much. All of our, <laughs> all of our interests kind of just Collided. naturally like created that shop. And I'm sure John doesn't want to say, but he's, he can draw too. And he's done like street art, graffiti and stuff. Like I've seen some of his artwork as well. Um, so we, we're both really into art as much as, you know, anyone else. And we both even like curating the, uh, you know, the art itself and how we hang it up in the shop and stuff like that. Because that all in itself is an art form too, is curating a gallery show and what pieces are going to work with one another and stuff like that. And it's like, it's a lot of fun collaborating with John doing that because you see both mindsets and how we both work. and. Um, our vision of just how someone's art show um, becomes, you know, it's all through how we both work. Sure. So we're gonna we're gonna hop back into the digital. Actually, I'm gonna tell a story first. So it's story time. Uh, <laughs> I used to used to have this like co-working space in downtown Chicago, which is another like West Coast idea that that came to Chicago. And I used to have the same kind of idea. So like I would bring in like local artists, which were a lot of people in my community. There were pe people paying me like rent basically. And the very first time I decided I was going to cover my walls in their art. I was going to have someone mural one wall. I was going to have someone else just like frame the walls, just sell your art. And I didn't realize the art that actually, or the, the work that goes into like placing pieces in a line and making sure they all work with one another. I was just like, yeah, just bring in whatever. It's fine. Just cover the walls. And then the, the artist did. And then I was like, oh God, this looks rough. <laughs> like there actually is like, there's a talent towards like showcasing art. Yeah. And I didn't realize that. Uh, and that was a, that was another humbling experience. Where I was like, oh, this kind of looks like crap. <laughs> great showing. I had a great showing. Um, so we're going to get back to digital stuff. Are you, 
when you as you're building the your your Instagram and, and you're building Facebook, are you how are you targeting those audiences? Do you think you have the same audience on each platform, or are you kind of looking at that data, or how are you kind of like essentially using your personal influences to build the influence of Drivers Gallery? I think our main audiences that we cater towards and we're building is um, automotive and art too. Sure. But from our personal Instagram. Um, both me and John, we have a huge automotive following because of the cars we have and we've built and stuff. Um, so we've kind of catered the same ideas towards the driver's gallery, social media pages. Um, but, you know, for the most part, the the hashtags and stuff we use is all like automotive, carpentry, welding, stuff like metalwork and stuff like that. We want to attract um, not just automotive but those type of like craftsmanship that goes towards building cars too so it's you're thinking it's it's similar similar audiences on each platform no matter what yeah it's similar and it's all linked up too so like if we make a post on instagram it's linked up to our facebook page and it automatically posts the same caption and photo and everything on our facebook page too Sure. Are you running the same hashtags on Facebook and everything? Yeah. Gotcha. Because yeah, so. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, like, I, I do my research, but like, I found you guys on Instagram, so I was hunting your Instagram a lot. So we hear a lot, a lot of debates with uh, social media managers and people like whether hashtags on Facebook are worth it. Um, you guys are clearly, like, growing rapidly enough that it's it's worth it it's working um and it's categorizing that data well and then some people are just super against it for some reason i'm one of those people um, <laughs> <laughs> just don't use them what's uh as as you've been big, building this business what's the biggest like setback you run into what's the biggest hurdle was it trying to teach the community what this is or is it something digital focused where facebook banned you been there um <laughs> facebook banned you or something or i think i think realistically it's uh managing time and money sure um, right now, the way things are going, um, we've been fortunate enough to uh, not have to put any more money into the shop. Um, we don't take a paycheck from the shop. We're trying to build something greater. Um, so, um, I mean, the rent gets paid, the lights are on, and uh, we're happy about that. I mean, but I'd say. Well, even our hours are sometimes difficult with other people. Um, and it's the biggest challenge is probably managing both of our our personal lives and like our time and stuff because, you know, as soon as we get off work, we go straight to the shop and then mm -hmm. we work at the shop. And by the end of the week, I'm like super beat and stuff. But um, there's days where it's really physically demanding at the shop. Um, yesterday we did a probably the most intensive um, lift kit install on a truck. It was a 2018 Tundra and I couldn't even lift the tire. I was so tired. Um, <laughs> like I couldn't like lift stuff. I was like, dude, like John, like, at that I was like, John, you gotta like take over. I'm like shaking, trying to put the wheel back on. Um, but I'd say that's the hardest is trying to manage that. And just like the free time, small amount of free time we even have, you know, in our lives kind of, goes towards you know family stuff and just our own personal stuff like i barely even have time to work on my cars now which is sad um <laughs> i say that's the hardest thing right now i think uh 
I think that's a real, real thing that not enough people talk about is when you become, especially when you have something that's a passion, that's a side hustle, and it's like taking away hours is there's always this idea that maybe if I'm lucky enough, the boat will get close enough to the shore and I can jump. And like, this is a real thing. And I, I don't know if you guys are thinking that or if this is going to be like a, your, your awesome, your, your main project on the side, it's, side hustle is not an appropriate <laughs> word to describe it, but um when I or when when local 209 was was starting when it was in its conception and we were putting in all of us had like full-time jobs and basically putting in hours on the side to to make this work or, or to make our own entrepreneurial ventures work you don't realize the the family sacrifice that comes in so uh and I don't think anyone realized it where you're like oh like this is it's all it all falls in the category of work-life balance and then you realize that there's no such thing and it's all work it becomes work no matter what even your personal life becomes work so for us, even Local 209, when it became full-time, we were all able to jump ship and quit our jobs, take this full-time and pay our bills. We're like, we're going to have so much time that I'm like, all I want to do in the morning is I want to get up and I want to eat breakfast with my wife. I want to maybe take her to lunch a few times because my wife is my best friend, so I want to be able to like use this to, to honor her as much as I can. And I'm going to be able to eat dinner with her. And so as the business grew and as things happened, you kind of realize that like I'm going to get to pick one of those three. And it's just the way the life works right now because everything grows so fast and you, you're doing something really, really cool. So the interest is kind of like in your direction and you have to foster that. Mm-hmm. There's not enough hours in a day. Exactly. That's like something I <laughs> I started realizing that like my own personal passions, you were talking about working on your own car. It's something similar where like my personal passion was like working out and I would get up every day and I would work out at like X time and that time I had to keep getting earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier. So now it's like 4.30 in the morning, my alarm clock's going off so I can roll into the gym in Portage, classic body work shout out, um, <laughs> and, and be there by like five o'clock because I'm like, great, like I have a meeting at eight, nine, 10, 12 and, and one, like I may as well work out now. So your personal life takes such a hit, but it's always kind of like worth it in the end because when you're you're doing the thing that you love, like you feel such a freedom. Yeah, I think it's a little bit different for me because like I actually enjoy going to the shop. It's kind of like a release for me. Like yeah. I just go there. I don't really look at it as work, even though we're actually doing work. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's. I mean, I'll even come in on my days off just because I like it so much. <laughs> Well, there's something to be said. I'm curious because it's got to feel like there's got to be like an awesome feeling in when you're you're working on a project. Say, let's take the lift kit on the Tundra where like you can see the steps like it's getting closer to an end and you feel like a sense of completion as it's going on. Right. Oh, and yeah, so that's got to be like a certain type of meditation. Yeah, it's super rewarding, especially <laughs> seeing like the joy on someone's face. Like, you know, after their car is just slammed and sitting on the ground or, you know, raised four or five inches or whatever you know new wheels and tires like they got to choose that modification for their car and you made that happen for them and like that's expensive stuff you know what i mean it's like it's not a necessity at all you know so So seeing the joy on people's faces like when you unveil it is just like i mean that's that's such a reward right yeah So are they, are people approaching you saying like, I specifically want this done? Or are they like, let's say I roll in with my, my awesome 2012 Mazda 3 uh, with Sky Active and roll in and just say, I want this to be cooler. Like how are people approaching you? Say both. Yeah, both. I was going to say. Yeah, so there's, there's some people that come in and they just want like our opinions and what we would do if we had their car. Like what, what kind of wheels would you put on this? Or like what kind of tire set up? How low would you go? Like, um we both have um 
we both have like a following from even our cars and the you know our customers see that they see our cars parked out there and like man you guys are doing it right like how, what do we what do we have to do to have our cars look like yours and then we have the customers that come in and they already know what they want they have the parts already um, purchased and stuff they they just come in and schedule like i want this uh, put on this day and stuff like that so i enjoyed doing both yeah we cater to both yeah what's been your uh, individually what's been your favorite build so far I'll tell you what my favorite one just from watching the Instagram was. <laughs> um, oddly enough, my favorite was uh, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before we did the uh, brand new Forerunner. I mean, that was really cool because um, we did an assortment of things to that vehicle in one day, and it literally came in as a stock brand new vehicle and came out looking just like. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot we did to it. So, not only was it the lift, but it was new wheels, tires. Uh, the grill was changed out. There's some vinyl wrapping involved and stuff, and it really changed the whole look of the of the car. I think that was my favorite too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember seeing on your Instagram not too long ago there was like a mint WRX or something like that. Yeah. I saw that and I showed it to my wife. I was like, this is sick. <laughs> I was like, I want my Mazda to be this color. Like I want the mint. I remember seeing not too long ago, there was a mint Aventador that was at a car show going around. They called it like the dragon edition or whatever the guy called it. <laughs> and then I, I totally forgot about it until I resaw that WRX. And I was just like, <gasps> I was like, I want this in my life. And I want this immediately. Yeah, it was actually, uh, it was a big group coming from Michigan they were going towards Chicago for a car show and they stopped by to check out just to check out the shop they made it like as a destination yeah like a destination it's really cool that's awesome yeah we so were that's like when you know you're point. on the map yeah, <laughs> yeah there's like 10 11 cars that just rolled in and it was cool to like show that group from Michigan like the shop and stuff like that um, it's cool to see that the shop itself has kind of become like a landmark for some automotive enthusiasts around the area it's like if they're traveling around because um, later on that day we also had someone from detroit stop by and actually got to work on his car too um, that's awesome so yeah it's it's cool that our reach has been you know expanding out throughout the midwest that we have people from michigan wisconsin ohio and stuff like that that want to come and check the shop out did they say how they found you Instagram. They found you yeah. through the IG. That's yeah. awesome. Your stock has been rising so fast on there, it kind of blows my mind. A couple weeks ago, I had a uh, another guy named Dave Feynman who owns Smuggler's Coffee, and he's in a similar setup where you guys were are influencers in your own right, and so it's it's cool to watch yours grow, and he was he's growing his too, like, really fast. And so every time you log into the profile, you're like, holy shit, like, he gained, like, a 1,000 followers overnight. Wow. Like, this is awesome. Like, this is really cool. Like, you're so excited to see people grow that fast. So, um Who's uh, who's influencing you guys as you're as you're building these IGs and you're you're going about your life? Uh, who's who's IGs when you flip open uh, Facebook or Instagram? Who are you seeing first? Two Stroke Coffee is that one? And one yeah, the... yeah. Actually, we um, we follow a lot of like um, we also have a passion for like motorcycles and like cafe racer style yeah. um, motorcycle builds. Um, and there's a couple of uh, shops that are doing similar things that have like um, a similar scenario going on um, and they have coffee shops built in 
Um, so we, we really enjoy, you know, seeing all the stuff they're doing. Um, like I follow a lot of like, um, uh, carpenters and metal workers and stuff like that. So I'm getting influence from them and, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, uh, like, well, even like, I would say clothing stores too. There's some unique type of um, clothing stores out on the West Coast that, you know, L.A., Portland, Oregon, stuff like that, how they have their displays and stuff. Like, we were just bouncing around, like, screenshots of, like, oh, dude, you got to check this out. Like, this looks really cool. Like, we Mm -hmm. could model our um, clothing section in the shop towards that and stuff like that. Um, But for me, a lot of the um, influences kind of comes from... The Japanese shops in Japan that have like really rough style type of look where a lot of, like a lot of a uh, neon type of look um, lights and stuff like that uh, lifts equipment um, really clean looking too um, there's a lot of shops in Japan that have like really unique looking styles that when you see a picture of their shops you know that's in Japan and stuff and it's kind of just a combination of what the type of west coast look towards you know those type of shops and stuff you know they combine so this is really highlighting art from every direction is really influencing you guys the most like yeah. it just happens so. just yeah. happens to be uh mechanics is where you're pouring all that passion into mm-hmm. but it just sounds like from like you said the the clothing companies from the the motorcycle people which you need to check out uh joe morris if you haven't yet right on the other side of the square it's like okay. there's an artist who does a ton with cars and it's it's wild art he's he's within walking distance of here shout out to him i don't think we've ever met but he has a cool shop so nice <laughs> um so we'll kind of start getting into some uh, i keep calling them rapid fire questions i've done this like 10 times now and they've never once been rapid fire but kind of questions that get people to know a little bit more about you but before we hop into that is there anything else you really want to highlight for people uh you got cars and coffees coming up this sunday this sunday 8 to 12 noon 8 to 12 um parking's pretty much free game first come first serve the shop's completely open to everyone everything you know um, Dagger Mountain as well is open and I think that's the only other event so far. Alright, so we do have something um, super exciting in the works. Uh, we're working with a well-known um, it's going to be a well-known collaboration type uh, relationship uh, but in order to uh, find out what that is, you're just going to have to tune into our Facebook and Instagram. So the, the breadcrumb trail starts here. <laughs> I know there's some cool collaboration going on. Do you want to tell us like what the industry is? Is it with a with an artist? Are you guys brewing a beer like Bozak did with Crown? Like <laughs> uh, it's gonna be like a clothing collaboration release as okay. well as a giant car show at the shop and nice. probably um, invite a brewery and a food truck for the event. All, it's kind of all in the works yeah, right now. a little shindig, a little party. Yeah, kind of like our grand opening, so it's going to be a closer. Um, season toward, closer. Yeah, season closer. Because that's That's an awesome question. Are you guys down for the winter? Are you going to shut this down for the winter? Or we'll be are you just, no way. Yeah. We'll yeah. Actually, we might, uh, we might, we've tossed around the idea of um, throwing, like, some sort of show um, for the people who want to bring their show cars out into the blizzard. 
and like naming it like stupid cold or something like that. You're going to get guys idiot, like uh, Ben Floor, like a.k.a. NWI Jeep guy, <laughs> who has the only SRT diesel in America, I'm pretty sure, since he pretty much built the engine himself. Um, <laughs> he's he's going to be the type of guy that's just going to like blast into your parking lot. Half of his videos are him just like driving this ridiculous Jeep or the Rocky Ridge Jeeps or 1,000 horsepower Rocky Ridges, like blasting him through the snow by Lake Michigan up into Benton Harbor. So he'll be there, and if he's not, I'm calling him out right now. <laughs> Uh, so you've got the, uh, we'll call it the Autumnal Equinox collaboration coming up. Season, the season ender before we, before we dig in the winter. I think that's awesome. Getting a, a wintertime car show. I'll be there with my Mazda and Snow Chains. Um, <laughs> I'm going to wear like a bubble jacket, I think. Maybe like a real long one. <laughs> the real movie jacket. I'm down. Um, so what is... Kind of what do you before we get into these like ten quote unquote rapid fire questions? Uh, what are you guys driving right now? Shout out your current cars. Um, cars being plural because then you have more than one. Like the cars we drove today, or the cars that we drive around daily. Yeah, just, we just shout out your cars, just all of them. Give, us, give us the cars. So my daily driver is a lifted V8 4Runner Toyota. Um, kind of just work truck and load in parts and stuff like that. I have a 1992 Nissan Laurel um, imported from Japan. It's right-hand drive, RB25 swap, turbo from a Skyline. It's kind of like my gangster car. <laughs> it's, like, really cool. Um, and then my my other car, which is a lot more of a show car, it's a 1977 Datsun 280Z. Um, Slam, fender flares, fender mirrors, like, went all out on it. I actually drove it today here. So. Nice. We will be sure to get pictures. You guys will <laughs> see those on the IG later. Uh, Shannon is in the room and listening. Make sure to go take pictures of Richie's car. <laughs> There's actually a short documentary film that's going to be released, I think, next month about me and the story of the car. Nice. It was on Super Street Magazine. It's been on another magazine. So it's uh, it's gained a lot of attention, too. I like that you called it a Datsun, too. Stuck true to the heritage. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was when I was first born. My parents were driving that around, too. There was, yeah. like, four of us trying to fit into this Datsun. <laughs> okay, so for me, I drive uh, on the daily a 2016 Chevy Silverado. Uh, leveling kit in the front, 22s, um, 22 by 12. They stick out a lot. Um, and then I've got a 2013 Audi Allroad uh, bagged on 20s. And uh, my project car is an 81 Volkswagen Caddy. It's a uh, little 1.6 uh, liter diesel uh, rabbit, like a golf, but yeah. it's, a, it's a pickup truck. So, and I fit in it, 6.3 and I still fit in it. Um, <laughs> it's like the Suzuki Ninjas. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it takes uh, the back seat to uh, all the customers' cars right now yeah. in the shop, but one day it'll, it'll get built. I have various motorcycles as well. Um, maybe like one of them run. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of when you guys were talking about the uh, the the cafe racers and stuff like that is you need to meet uh, another shout out. Since I'm shouting everyone on the podcast today <laughs> is uh, Jonathan Whitney Hagerbone own Cafe Racer Coffee. Uh, it's here in Crown Point. It's amazing coffee, uh, and I think you guys would be best friends forever if you met him. Uh, just because he's all about those cafe racer bikes. We need to come out this way more often. I think. Yeah, come out. Yeah. Come on. We'll give you. We'll give you a nice space in the office here. You can just park <laughs> right up here. Perfect. 
So give us uh, your, we're going to get into the 10 not quite rapid fire questions um, for each of you to answer. What was your favorite toy growing up? Big wheel. Big wheel. I wore out that the front sense. wheel like crazy. <laughs> we had to put duct tape on the front wheel. I do like burnouts. I don't know. I guess my bicycle. I mean, it took me everywhere when I was a kid. And just <laughs> everyone rode bikes back then. And just like it got stolen a couple of times, got it back a couple of times. And <laughs> I busted my ass a couple of times. on. There's like a lot of good memories with that bike. So do you I still just, have it? No, got stolen forever. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, what is your favorite memento from your life? Wives and girlfriends don't count. They're in the room. <laughs> favorite memento. Favorite physical that? item from your life? My Dotson. Dotson. Uh, yeah, I mean, same car. Yeah. That's sad, the Audi. That Audi, that's like one inch off the ground, isn't it, or something? Well, I mean, it's on air, so I raise it. Oh, so you yeah. just drop it on the ground. Yeah. All right, never mind. Every time I see it, I was like, God, that thing is low. Like, <laughs> I just imagine you, like, driving to a speed bump or whatever, being like, we got to turn around. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> John can go over it. I have to find a different route. <laughs> what are your uh, guilty pleasures? Coffee Cars? and beer. I mean, I like coffee and beer. Any specific brewery? We already talked um, coffee, so you have to. I like 18th them. Street a lot. Nice. Forefathers. Um, Love Forefathers. That's not far away from you guys either. No. That's actually, actually the brewery we had at our grand opening was nice. Yeah, they were yeah. Jason and Beth. That's great. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. They do so much for the community. It's ridiculous. Because that business is also a side hustle for them, too. Like, that's not their full time gig. That's they, awesome. Uh, I didn't know that. They're awesome. They're such incredible people. They care more about the community and just making sure everyone is happy than they do about making a buck so mm -hmm. we love love working with those guys i don't know what my guilty pleasure is i mean i have a lot of it's stuff jimmy johns it's jimmy johns, Probably jimmy johns, jimmy johns. Yes. <laughs> every day i never have time to eat so i just order <laughs> jimmy johns and they know exactly who to go to at the shop and everything <laughs> uh let me see what is if you're a superhero if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Kind of a boring question, but I'm curious about it. Because people can never answer it. I'm going to say, like, transporter. Like, is he a like super ninja? I don't like, know if that's just a superhero, like, but... Like, go back in time. Can Are I do that? Are you referring to Jason Statham as a... Uh, Jason Statham is, in fact, a superhero. Sure. All right. Probably Iron Man, because if my car broke down, I know how to fix it, like, right <laughs> away. <laughs> Uh, what, what's, uh, well, here you go. There's a great question. I didn't even realize this one was on here. What's your dream car? Not excluding, was, okay, so we got an R8. Um, what's excluding cars you have right now? Probably a Porsche 930 Turbo. Nice. For me, it is I the, didn't get a nice. What? I didn't get a nice like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. Porsches are cooler than R8s. <laughs> I, uh, for me, honestly, it's always been and always will be. I want that 2006 Aston Martin DB11. Actually, the DBS. I want the one that James Bond drove in Casino Royale. I want that in my life. Uh, his was always left-hand drive, though. It was never right-hand drive, which bothered me. Like, he was always in Britain driving a left-hand drive car. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's, uh... Well, we talked about it in the green room, but for those people that skipped the green room and came right to this, uh, go back and watch the green room. But what was, what was your first car? It was a 2000 Toyota Celica. It was my first car. 
Mine was a uh, 91 Honda Accord. It had a uh, body kit, Lexani Synergy wheels. <laughs> and mine was a 94 Camaro RS that I drove until the front end literally exploded. And then I traded, I, I patched up as best I could, and I drove it into the dealership. Where I got exactly 40 bucks for it, and uh, not kidding, was four zero. I thought I was going to get at least two zeros on the end of the four, but I got 40 bucks for this car, and uh, drove out in that Eclipse GT, which was my favorite car I have ever owned. Um, I spent so much money on that car, and I will never get it back, unfortunately. Those Nitto tires, man. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. What food do you crave most often? French Pizza. Toast. French toast and pizza. You guys are fat kids at heart. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> what first world problems do you have? That's a hard one. We got silence. I always want to spend more money than I can on my cars. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure my wife could probably answer this for <laughs> me better. <laughs> What is something they could probably both of you both of your ladies could probably answer this too. What are you bad at that you think you're really good at? Basketball. Basketball. Well, Same. no, I'm just bad at that, and bad, I know I'm yeah. bad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Maybe really singing too. I don't really think of the stuff I'm really bad at. I just forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm good at everything, and if I'm not screwed, I ain't doing it. Uh, last question, then we will happily round out this podcast and get going. Was the uh, what's the latest thing you binged? You guys don't really have time to binge watch stuff, but uh, what is the latest thing you binged? Surprisingly, I do binge watch a lot of like Netflix and Amazon Prime. Uh, just finished uh, Atypical, the most recent season. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed that, um, and Ozark. So everyone keeps telling me Ozark's an awesome show. It's pretty good. I heard the first season sucks, but the second season's great. I liked it all. I can dig it. <laughs> the Office. The Office? Been yeah. binging The Office? Me and my girlfriend, just every single night, like, that's how we end our days. We watch an episode or two of The Office. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, so the same for me and my wife. It's not The Office, but I grew up, I grew up, like, dirt poor, and we didn't really have a TV ever, and so I skipped out on, like, a lot of those, like, early 90s shows everyone loves. And so my wife and I just finished binge-watching Friends, which I had never seen before in its entirety, and now we're binge-watching Boy Meets World, like, <laughs> nice. all the way through. And so every night, that's kind of, we end up, yeah, Topanga, Mr. Feeny is awesome. Like, every night before we go to bed, we kind of end with, like, two episodes of, like, Boy Meets World. And it's just, like, <laughs> when you watch, every time you turn on, you're like, life's going to be good. Like, I'm going to get some life <laughs> lessons out of this. I can't wait. Tomorrow's going to be a little brighter, a little sunnier. Yeah. So, all right, guys, where we're going to wrap this up and head out of here. Uh, where can everyone find you? 3205 Cascade Drive, Suite D, Valparaiso, Indiana, so 46383. If, I'm, if I am driving, now that I know how to mail you postcards, um, if I am driving through Valpo, I know how to get there, but say you're coming off of 49 heading south into Valpo, which is how – no, 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 I take that back. If people are in Crown Point, which is like the biggest – like portion of our listenership and they're trying to get to you so they take 30 uh and then once they get off of 30 kind of guide them from 30 um i would say take 30 to 49 heading north get off at the very lincoln way exit. get off lincoln way yeah yeah lincoln way um we're, we're on the same street as bucks bicycles so if that clears it up. Is that still heavy? 
Yeah. 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 Silhavy Cascade so take, Drive. Take Silhavy north to what? Yeah, Bucks Bicycles and hang a right. Mm-hmm. Right by the, the spas right there. And Rots all the way right down. There. And then you'll see the big sign on the left. Dope. Yep. And then uh, give me give me the digital platforms. Where can everyone find you online? Uh, Instagram is at Drivers Gallery. Our website is driversgallery.com. And then Facebook is just you know, Drivers Gallery. Gallery. Yep. Uh, and then personally? You want people to find you personally? Mine is uh, Feel My Goodies. <laughs> we'll edit that. <laughs> <laughs> and then my Instagram is Richie underscore Contreras, my full name. Awesome. Thanks, guys, so much for being on. Again, reminder to everybody. Uh, Go out this Sunday. Sunday, what time? Shout out the time one more time. 8 o'clock. 8 a.m. Start getting there at 8 a.m. for the latest Cars of Coffee there right next to Dagger Mountain Roastery, um, who is awesome. We love them very much. They make incredible coffee, uh, as I somehow pointed out earlier. Uh, as for us, you can find us across all platforms at Local219. That's L-O-C-A-L-219, except for my beloved Twitter. I do use Twitter. Uh, at Local underscore. 219. You can find me personally on Instagram at Matt Barber, M-A-T-B-A-R-B-U-R, and on Twitter as always Thursday one. That is will do it for this week, guys. Uh, thank you so much to John and Richie from Drivers Gallery for being on. Go follow them across all of their platforms. You would make me very happy. Next week we are recording with IFBB Bikini Pro Hannah Renfrans uh, out of I think she's in Portage. Um, And I can't wait for that episode. I will see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you.